today on Watching Your Wealth. How much should you give to charity? This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Kim Lawton is president of Schwab Charitable. Welcome, Kim. Thank you, Veronica. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Kim. So this is a highly personal decision on how much to give to charity. So we want to first say that. But you said that there are some key considerations for wealthy donors when they're deciding how much to give. And first things first, you said you want to get a sense of how much you actually have to give. Yeah, I think there are really three major considerations for wealthy donors when considering how much to give. The first is thinking about how much you want to give. And that can be time, um, volunteer time, um, because that can be oftentimes just as important as financial dollars um, and mm-hmm. also understanding the organization and what volunteers they need. But when it comes to treasure or the dollars you have to give, I think it's a combination of knowing what the charity's needs are that you want to support and also your own capacity to give. Um, there's a recent survey last year that, that showed that many people actually think they're giving more than they actually do. Oh, that's interesting. Um, something like 75% think of us think we give more than the average person. Only 27% of us do. So it's important to think about what percent of your income or what percent of your wealth that you can comfortably give and be more proactive and strategic in trying to meet those numbers. How do you figure that out, would you say? Well, I, I think it's very personal. Everyone's got their own income and their own sort of expenses. Um, you can oftentimes work with advisors, um, especially the wealthy will oftentimes have advisors that can run Monte Carlo simulations, but give a sense for what their actual capacity to give is. And many wealthy donors can give a lot more comfortably without changing their own lifestyle than they do and oftentimes delay those decisions until it's too late to really enjoy um, the, the fruits of philanthropy because it it's, can be quite fulfilling to give um, in your younger years and, and make it part of, part of your uh, everyday life and not just wait until retirement. Indeed, indeed. And we're seeing, uh, at least on the younger set, uh, some folks at a Silicon Valley doing giving a lot earlier in their lifetime, which is a nice trend. Um, you mentioned understanding the charity's financial needs when trying to figure out how much to give to them. Tell us why that matters. Well, I think it matters to really, first of all, understand what charities that you have a passion for. And some charities, the larger charities, you can get a sense for how your dollars might be used. For smaller charities, I think understanding what projects they may have in mind, how you can be helpful in funding them, and if these are projects that where they need money up front or perhaps money over time, it can help you in structuring the way that you give, which is, when I mentioned earlier, there are three major considerations. Sort of the second consideration um, that you have is really thinking about what's the appropriate charitable vehicle to use. Do you want to give directly in cash um, um, or directly in securities, or do you want to think about establishing a charitable vehicle like a private foundation or a donor-advised fund that can allow you to give over time? Right. Those are good points. And I'm also thinking when you're thinking about the charity's financial needs, especially if it's a small charity, you may not want to bombard them with this enormous donation, although they may appreciate it. It may be too much for them to handle. So it might make sense to do it in increments rather than download this huge one-time gift. It really depends on the situation, but that's something to consider. Um, You also said it's important for us to consider investment returns. So you might want to give more now, um, considering the tax benefits that you could have, um, but you also might want to wait till later. 
Right. Well, I think the, the third major consideration is to really think about what types of assets you give, and mm -hmm. that, that sort of uh, falls into the – it can be correlated with investment returns. Um, while it's simple for people to write checks um, and give cash, the most tax-efficient asset to be giving to charity are appreciated investments that you've held for more than a year. Like appreciated so stock or – Appreciated stock, but increased – and those are, those are simple, but increasingly um, – uh, privately held interest, C-Corp, S-Corp, hedge funds, private equity, anything that's appreciated in value um, where you might have a tax liability, be facing a tax liability, is, is something to consider to give directly to charity. Because if you give those to charity or to a donor-advised fund, you're able to realize the fair market value deduction of that gift but not pay the capital gains tax um, because the charity is the one who's actually going to be selling the asset. That's a huge benefit, you know, having... That's an enormous Enormous benefit. Yeah. You mm -hmm. can what you end up finding is you can you can end up giving up to twenty percent more to charity um, and foregoing and avoiding all the capital gains tax on the sale of the asset. So less to taxes and more to charity just feels like a terrific decision. Aren't you also seeing the donor in the donor advice fund space more folks giving things like art and other intangible assets, so to speak, or tan yeah, they're tangible assets, but they're they're not as a typical as a stock or a bond? Yeah, so publicly traded stocks, um, mutual funds, ETFs are very, very common. Um, and then we do see things, privately held interests, um, collectibles, real estate, you know, if you have uh, land that may have been in the family for years and years, is appreciated in value, but the family doesn't need it anymore. It's oftentimes good to explore whether or not that land can be given to charity. Um, anything that's really appreciated in value that can be appraised is something that's, that's worth exploring. I think some wealthy people say, you know, I'm not sure how much to give. I don't know if I want to set a precedent, have different concerns. You know, how much should I leave to my kids? How much should I give to charity? And I think we want to stress to people, you can always give more later on. If you, you want to start small and then build up to that, or you can just toggle down and give less, it, it really depends on your situation. It's not a one-time decision. Absolutely. And I think it's important to, to be working with advisors and also have the right charitable vehicles that allow you to ease into it, you know, during your lifetime, get comfortable with giving, and then have the flexibility to make those decisions, adding or, or taking away from how much you give um, each year without having to go to an attorney and redo your will. So there are a lot of, um, you know, with a donor advised fund and with other charitable vehicles, you can have that flexibility if you establish them um, early that you can change them over time and change the instructions on those accounts over time to meet your needs. Indeed. Thanks for the tips, Kim. Thank you very much. And I would love for you to stick around and take our fun philanthropy quiz. You up for that? I am up for that. All right, great. You stick around, too. Hi, this is Jason Gay, sports writer at the Wall Street Journal, and I have a podcast called Free For All. And guess what? It's not just sports. We'll also talk about some real estate, some music, some culture, some fashion. I could talk about fashion. It's the Free For All. Become a subscriber on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts. And check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Now it's time for Schwab Charitable's Kim Lawton to take our fun philanthropy quiz. Kim, you ready? Sure. All right, Kim, what's the best philanthropy advice you ever received? Uh, to plan for your giving, just as you do other parts of your life, and to give appreciated securities, not cash. Good call. Worst philanthropy advice? 
Um, to delay getting involved until you're retired because you've always got more time because mm. you end up uh, not getting the gratification that philanthropy gives you during your lifetime. That's true. You never know. Um, fill in the blank. Philanthropy can buy? A sense of connection and fulfillment. Love that. Philanthropy can't buy? Easy answers to difficult problems. Oh, indeed. If you want a million dollars after tax, where would you give it? I would combine sort of treasure and talent and fund scholarships for as many college uh, students as possible and offer, also off, offer the mentorship, uh, you know, to those students to go along with it to help them help them hopefully get a good start on life and, and uh, uh, identify a productive career. Love that. Great fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Kim. Thank you. My pleasure. And do you have a philanthropy or personal finance question you'd like us to address? Email us at podcast at dowjones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.